Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, we are on this epic journey of life, and we want to discover how to live life unleashed. Because God offers us a passionate life. This is a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. So here on Living Unleashed, we intentionally shape our lives that we might experience this just amazing life that God has, this epic journey of life that we've been given. We're journeying with Luke as we uh, go through season two of the Living Unleashed podcast. Today we are on Luke chapter eight. Luke chapter eight. And Luke chapter eight is an amazing uh, chapter. I don't know if you've noticed, I, I actually like all of it. Um, and I'm every time I read through, every time I read scripture, I see something new. And that's one of the reasons that we want to be in Scripture on an ongoing basis, because every time we come to it, even if we're reading something that we've read before, there's this opportunity for the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives, to show us something new, to help us see how to apply it to our lives in the situation we're in today. Sometimes I see something new today because of where I'm at in my life, the situation I'm in, that I wasn't in the last time I read it, maybe six months ago or a year and a half ago or whenever the last time was I read that particular passage. So we want to be into it. We want to be digging in. Um, I hope you're having a great time with this. Invite a friend. Give them the link. Encourage them to join this journey as we journey together. Let's dive into Luke chapter 8. Now, I said this chapter is an amazing chapter, and the reason is is because it contains several events, several interactions that Jesus has that rank up there as my list of most memorable, the ones I, I, I just remember visiting over and over again, not only in my own studies, but in Sunday school lessons or sermons I heard from other pastors, especially when I was growing up, and uh, I just really like all that. But So when I approached Luke chapter 8 for today, I was like, man, how am I going to fit all this in? Um, do I just settle on one of these? Do I try to sum, uh, summarize? But you know, as I continued to mull over the chapter, and I read it, and I reread it, something jumped out that uh, I hadn't really noticed before, and that's the beauty of reading the Word of God. And I'm, I'm so glad I get to share that with you today. I got to get started, or I'm going to run out of time in the rambling here at the beginning. So let's look at this. You remember that in the last chapter or two, there's been a lot of uh, said about faith. And as a matter of fact, we focused on that yesterday in our podcast, and we talked about how faith is decisive and deliberate action based on the firm conviction that God's help, His power, His strength, His wisdom, His discernment, His mercy, His grace— his forgiveness, all of that is fully available to us in Jesus, okay? So so faith is this action. It's acting upon what we say we know. It's acting upon what we say is our conviction, what we believe. And, and so we, here we have this progression through Luke 8. Now walk with me th- uh, uh, here for just a moment. You know, at the, close to the beginning of the chapter, we start with the parable of the scattering of the seeds, Okay. 
And Jesus specifically tells the disciples, because they don't understand the parable, that the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to them. So this we're, we're talking about here something. We're going to get more into talking about the kingdom of God in some other chapters. So um, we're talking about this is, this is the kingdom of God. And, and within the kingdom of God, we have this idea that there is a king, and then there are those who are under the king who are um, um, the subjects of the king. And you're a subject of the king when you follow along in that king's decrees, what, what that, that king proclaims. And so faith is acting upon what we are a firm conviction that Christ is king. You know, that God is the God of our lives, okay? And so there's this knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God that he's unveiling to us, and that's all about the word of God. Because there in the last verse, it says, you know, the seeds that fell on good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. And that is in verse 15, okay? So there's this idea, the good uh, we, we, we hear God's word, and we cling to it. We do something. You know, there's this idea of listening. We're going to get that into that here in the next example as well, but I want to talk about that for a second. There's this idea of listening. You know, Jesus says many times, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Let them listen. Here's, here's the concept, the difference between hearing and listening. Sometimes I walk into the room, my kids are doing something, you know, watching TV, for instance, and I say, hey, go clean your room. And they say, okay, what does that indicate? Well, that indicates they heard me. That indicates that those little bones in their ear vibrated to the, the, the sound waves of my voice, and they heard what I said because they said, okay. So I walk on through the room, and I come back, and they're still sitting there watching TV. Now, what we now know is they heard, but they did not listen, right? Because what's the first thing a parent says? Did y'all not listen to me? I asked you to go clean your room, right? So this idea of listening, this hearing God's word, clinging to it, listening to it, means we act upon it. It goes back to that definition of faith. We do what we're told to do. So then we get to the parable of the lamp. It's the next thing that happens in Luke 8. And in that parable, Jesus says, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. So when we listen, now what's listening? Listening is not just reading and hearing the words on the page. Listening is taking in and acting upon it in faith, deliberate and decisive action with the firm conviction that what God says is good. It's what I ought to do. It's how things are. It's truth. Okay? So to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. So not only here we have the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God, but now the more we listen and act upon what we hear, the more we will understand, the more we will see. And that's why this is this epic journey. This life with God is an epic journey because we just keep going deeper. We just keep learning more. Just like me reading Luke chapter 8, and I saw something new and different this time, okay? Then we get into this whole idea of who Jesus' family is. His mom and his brothers come to get him. They knock at the door. They want him. They say, hey, your mom and brothers are here. He says, nah. What does he say? My family are those who hear God's word and obey it. Where are we back to again? This idea, you know, we've been talking about faith for a couple of chapters or so, and now we're really pushing in on it. You know, we get the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God when we're hearing God's word and we're clinging to it. We're doing it. 
we, uh, um, as we listen to his teaching, we will gain more understanding, a deeper understanding. We're f- truly family. We're part of that kingdom. When we hear God's word and what? We obey it. Decisive and deliberate action based on the firm conviction that what God says is true, that God is good, that God will help us, that all of that is available to us through Jesus. And so then what happens? Very next encounter, okay? Well, there's two two things that happen in this next set of encounters. The first is, it says, Jesus, you know, Jesus calms the storm. The disciples get all um, frenzied because there's a storm. They go wake Jesus up, say, oh, we're going to die. And what's his question? Where is your faith? See, we've been talking about faith. Faith is acting upon what we say we believe. Do the disciples act upon it? No, they freak out, right? They freak out. Where is your faith? Now, that is juxtaposed then going into the the rest of this because we have uh, Jesus healing the demon-possessed man, but then Jesus heals Jairus' daughter, who he's healed because uh, she's healed because of Jairus' faith. We have the woman with the issue of blood who is healed because of her faith. Okay, so that's juxtaposed against the lack of faith of the disciples. But here's the other thing. This one whom we are told we can believe in, that we can have the firm conviction that all of this is available to us is, now I want you to watch this. What happens? Jesus calms the storm. Jesus takes on nature and wins. He's more powerful than nature. So there's nothing that can come at us in nature that has greater power than God. Jesus casts out the demon of the demoniac, and it's not a single demon. It's multiple demons. It's a whole horde of demons. Their name is Legion because there's so many of them, right? Jesus has no problem. He faces the forces of darkness. He casts them out. His power and his rule are greater than that. Then what happens? Woman with the issue of blood has a health issue. She's been bleeding for 12 years. She goes to Jesus, touches the hem of his garment. What do we learn? That Sickness does not have power over Jesus. Jesus can overcome that. And finally, Jairus' daughter, not only was she sick, by the time Jesus gets there, she's dead. And what happens? Jesus brings her back to life, even death itself. What is demonstrated in this chapter is this one to whom we're supposed to listen to and do what he says, and that as we're learning from his teaching and we're listening and we're doing, we'll gain greater understanding, and that we're truly his family when we hear God's word and we obey it, that we can have absolute faith in him no matter what we're facing, because he's the one who can calm the storm, who can take on a horde of demons, who can heal the sick, and who can raise the dead. That's the person we want to put our faith in. That's the person that we can have this this belief, and we can take decisive and deliberate action with the firm conviction that God's power, strength, help, wisdom, goodness, mercy, grace, discernment is all available to us in Jesus. And Jesus proves that by calming the storm, casting out the legion of demons, healing the sick, and raising the dead. Now, isn't that good stuff? You didn't know there was so much good stuff in Luke chapter 8, did you? And I've already gone a little over time, but that's okay because there's all sorts of good stuff in here. I want you to take a look at it. I want you to read it and reread it. See how all of these seemingly individual accounts are really woven together to demonstrate one great truth to you and me. And that is that the one to whom we put our faith is totally and completely able.
So therefore, in faith, we can take deliberate and decisive action in our lives under the firm conviction that all that God is, all of his goodness, all of his strength, all of his power is available to us in the Holy Spirit. It's available to us in Jesus. And because Jesus is the one who has power over nature, power over the enemy, power over sickness and health, and power over death itself. So, hey, I dig deep into this chapter and just keep going on this journey. It is a wonderful journey, and we want this epic journey of life to become a life that is lived unleashed. So thank you for joining me today. I hope you'll return tomorrow as we dive into Luke chapter 9. Spread the word. Get other people listening because the more people we have on this journey, the more awesome it will be. I hope you have a wonderful day. And as always, keep on living unleashed.